it's really important for all of us to understand that if you become like the world and you want to retaliate against anyone, including your family, how are they going to come to Christ? And how are you going to be used by Christ in your own personal life when we're supposed to be loving and forgiving and kind to people? Christians are not supposed to retaliate. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. It's so good to have you with us today for our continuing study of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Today, Raul will explore the difficult charge Jesus gave us to respond with mercy and forgiveness toward those who've wronged us. Seeking retaliation is natural when you've been hurt, but as you continue listening today, you'll be directed to let go of your grudges relying instead on the grace the Lord Jesus gives each of his followers. Let's listen now as Raul Reese begins. We want you to turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 38 through 42. And this lesson is probably one of the lessons that I have a lot of trouble with. It's a lesson on the law of retaliation. Maybe you too. Don't play pious, don't be self-righteous. Because this is a real hard situation for a lot of us. Retaliating against someone, against family, against someone that's hurt you, and you don't want to really forgive them. Or you want to retaliate like so many, where maybe your wife or the husband has gone through something, and you want to retaliate against that person that has hurt your wife or the husband. Let's begin by reading chapter 5, verse 38. He says, Jesus... He says, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have also your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go a mile, go two miles with him. Give to him who's asking you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Can you imagine what it must have been for Jesus to sit there teaching his own disciples? And these disciples are the ones that are going to go out and teach others concerning the words of Jesus. It seems that Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount is constantly taking us back to the Old Testament and bringing us now to the New Testament. And he always says, now go back, but this is what I tell you now. To make sure they understand that this is what the Word of God says. Now this is the problem. When people do not read the Old Testament, then you can't really understand what Jesus is saying, unless you read the New Testament. So I think it's wise to not only take time to sit down in the morning, in the afternoon, or evening, And just spend about an hour reading, praying the Word of God. You can read three chapters in the Old Testament in the morning, three in the New Testament in the evening, but also in the morning, one proverb every day, and then one psalm a day, 
And then you're covering eight chapters, three and three and two. And I think that will not only make you grow in the Lord, but it will give you wisdom to handle the things of the world, to handle your children, to give them the right instruction. And I think that's what's so cool about Jesus. He brings us to a place where He wants us to understand that this is what He wants us to be like. Now, this law has been used and misused because people excuse it or they abuse it. All the way down through the centuries. Man has not only the law to treat others as he wishes. And I think of how many people have been destroyed by someone that has come against them. The worst thing to me is the way we come against family. And we want to retaliate against family. Maybe your mom or dad, you know, hurt you or your aunt, uncle, or maybe one of your brothers and sisters. And then you want to retaliate in such a way you can retaliate by not talking to them anymore. You can retaliate by talking about them. You can retaliate by doing something against them physically. And I think that it's really important for us as a church to understand that the Lord wants us to love, not to retaliate, but to forgive. But here the Lord has changed the law. He's going to bring it up to date. Because it says this in the law, but I say unto you, you see, he always says, but I say unto you. He says that the Christian is not to render any kind of evil upon evil. He's not to bear a grudge or to seek revenge. And yet many people that I've known as Christians, they constantly are seeking revenge against someone. If you're seeking revenge against someone, how can you expect the Holy Spirit to move through your life? How can He do a work in me and through my life if I have this bitterness and anger against that person? The Holy Spirit has been given to each one of us individually so that we can become convicted. Many times as we're convicted, we don't want to listen to the conviction. So we disobey, and what we do, we transgress, and we are disobedient to the Word of God. And then God has to deal with you personally, and with me personally. Now look what Jesus again says, verse 38. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. So here is the law of retaliation. Now Christ here is presenting His fourth illustration of the Spirit of the law. Fourth illustration, in contrast with the mere problem of obeying the command. The problem is always disobedience, always. We don't want to obey. We want to do our own thing. And yet this law is often thought to be justified or to justify our retaliation against another person. We excuse it. You say, I have a reason for this. But if you're a child of God, you have no reason but only to forgive and to love. Otherwise, God will have to deal with each one of our lives. Now, the reference of this verse is taking you back to the Old Testament. He takes you back to the book of Exodus 21, 23, where God begins to establish the law of restitution here. He says this, or retaliation. He says, but if any harm follows... Then you shall give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, and hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. If any man strikes the eye of his male or female servant, 
and destroys it. He shall let him go free for the sake of his eye. And if he knocks out his tooth, or his male or female servants, he shall let him go free for the sake of his tooth. If any ox gores a man or a woman to death, then the ox shall be surely stoned, and the flesh shall not be eaten. But the owner of the ox shall be acquitted. But if the ox tended to thrust with his horn in times past, and it has been made to confirm, so that if he has killed a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned, and the owner also shall be put to death. If there is an impose on him, and sum of money you impose on him, then he shall pay the redeem his life, whatever the impose on him. So here God is establishing the law. And how in the Old Testament was used. Leviticus 24.10 Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. And notice, and he has caused disagreements of a man, so shall it be done unto him. Deuteronomy 19.21 Your eye shall not pity, life shall be for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, and foot for foot. So we notice here, that the passage is from verses 22 and 23 too of this great chapter here. And then verse 39 says that the Christian ought not to what? Take advantage of the law to get revenge. But the principal meaning is this. Let me read it to you. If a man thinks you have mistreated him and you owe the privilege of smiting your cheek, then let him smite both of them. Because our natural thing to do is somebody slaps you, they're going to get a knee where it doesn't belong. Or you're going to fight back. But here he's saying you cannot retaliate because what you do is you want to make sure that you show Christian care. Of course, if somebody wants to kill you, it's self-defense. We're not going to be stupid and say, well, go ahead and kill me. But here he's talking about somebody slapping you. And wanting to hurt him. Because it's important that we understand here that however, in the purpose of this law, is to show mercy. Mercy and love that person, not vengeance. And so here Jesus is teaching. Now look at the second point here. The law of non-retaliation and behavior. Verse 39 to 41. Verse 39. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other also to him. That's talking about humbleness. That's talking about loving that person. Humbling yourself before that person, even if you have to suffer in a point in time. To show not only that you're a Christian, if your life is not in danger, then what takes you to forgive that person? You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We'll continue with the teaching from Raul in just a moment. But first, we have Raul with us in the studio to tell us more about his new book, Sermon of Sermons. Raul, when we read the Bible, it seems that as believers, we often rush through and don't really take time to listen to what the Lord is saying to us. How often do you think we should look back at this teaching from the Sermon on the Mount? Oh, man, every day. <laughs> Get up in the morning till the evening. You got to stand back. You know, you look into the mirror and you think you're looking at yourself. But the real you, you got to stand back and say, you know what? Maybe I really don't look like that. And a sermon on the mount will make you examine yourself and get convicted and then say, you know what? I need to change my life. 
Jesus covers so much in these chapters on the Sermon on the Mount. If you had to boil it all down to the most basic things a person can learn, what would those things be? I can learn to be not only a real believer, but how can I apply it every day in my life? I think that's important. Mm. Every day, not just read it one time, but the things that I've read, the chapters that I've read, they need to be part of my life from that point on. Think about that, chapter 5 to 7. You read the book of Matthew to the Jew. But then the Sermon of the Mount is not to the Jew. It's to everyone because he uses the law to speak to the Jew. So we're not under the law, but under grace. So when I read it, I see it totally different. Roll, how do you think the Sermon on the Mount has helped you personally in your walk with Jesus? Conviction, number one, but also to look back at my life 50 years ago. And then now 50 years later, I've done that sermon three times. It's a total different doctrine in my life. And I call it doctrine because it's not only changed my life, but I have to stand back and say, okay, Lord, how can you change the things that are in my life now that need to be changed? Well, thanks so much for taking time to share your heart with us today on the importance of this topic and the need for all of us to listen carefully to what the Lord says in the Sermon on the Mount. We've been talking with Raul Reese about his new book, Sermon of Sermons. To learn more and to order your copy, just go to somebodylovesyou.com. Let's continue with more of today's lesson from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And then he says this, verse 40, If anyone sues you and takes away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. Think of all the lawsuits that we find not only outside of the church, but in the world too. Look at the church today, all the lawsuits. And Paul the Apostle in the book of Corinthians tells us that every child of God, if you're going to sue somebody, it's better to settle out of court. Why? Because you're light and salt. You don't want to bring a bad testimony to your people. Now I can understand if a non-believer is suing, you need to defend yourself by going to court and getting a good lawyer. But think how sometimes families sue each other. What kind of a witness is that to your loved ones and friends when you're supposed to be a Christian? One that loves and one that forgives people. And then he says in verse 41, And whoever compels you to go one mile, go two miles. What is he talking about? Well, in that culture, the Romans ruled. And a Roman may come by as you're walking down the street. He'd take out his sword and he'd tap you on the shoulder. He says, carry my pack. And so Jesus said, when he taps you on your shoulder, you're a Christian, pick up his pack and don't carry it one mile, carry it two miles to be a witness. Two miles to be a witness. Imagine if a Roman centurion tapped you on your shoulder and you would become angry and you become resentful and say, why should I do that? You're going to lose in the blessing of maybe bringing that person to Jesus Christ. It takes humility. It takes love to do that. And we're supposed to be Christ-likeness. We are supposed to love people, not hate people. We're supposed to, again, forgive people. And understand that not only God watches, but He listens to all of our conversations. He sees all of our motives. He sees our actions constantly. Not only God, but how about your children? How about your in-laws? Whoever it is that is watching you. To me, it's more important that God is watching me. And many times, like you, I have failed over and over and over. Because our nature, our sinful nature... 
immediately wants to retaliate. And then you have a secondly, Christ saying, Resist not evil, that is, do not seek evil for evil. Do not bear grudge or resent those who have mistreated you. Those that have mistreated maybe your boss is mistreating you. Or maybe God has something else for you. And then how about an employee mistreating other employees that you work with and not being kind to them and forgiving to them? We need not to seek revenge in any way or to retaliate. We need, again, to be forgiven even as Jesus is forgiving. That is the hardest thing for me. That is the hardest thing for you. Because the moment our wives or your husband or your children or anyone hurts you, what do we do? We get this bad feeling. And we want to say something. And many times as husbands and wives, we say things that are going to damage the character of that person. And you can't take it back. It's there forever. And not so many times, even though you say, I forgive you, and you apologize, and they say they forgive you, that scar is in their hearts forever. That's why we need to be careful before we open our mouth. We need to hear what the Holy Spirit says as He warns us. So when you get that in your heart about resentment, and you want to retaliate, remember that you came to repentance and forgiveness. And God forgave you for every sin you ever committed. He did not retaliate against you. He forgave you. And then how about in Matthew 5, 3, which we already studied. Blessed are oh, how happy are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Becoming poor in spirit, in humility. And then how about Matthew 5, 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then verse 19 of chapter 5. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Which means what? You're going to be a doer of God's word, not just a hearer. And then Matthew 5.21 You have heard that it was said to those of all, you shall not murder. And whoever murders will be in danger of judgment. Think about that. In our own hearts, you don't have to get a gun and kill a person or a knife. You can murder a person with your words. The way you treat them. The way you hate them. By bringing revenge against them and saying, I'm never going to talk to you. I think again of all the families that have been destroyed by children and parents. Just over something stupid. It's really important for all of us to understand that if you become like the world and you want to retaliate against anyone, including your family, how are they going to come to Christ? And how are you going to be used by Christ in your own personal life when we're supposed to be loving and forgiving and kind to people? Christians are not supposed to retaliate or have revenge in their lives. Proverbs 20, 22 says, Do not say, I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord and He will save you. Proverbs 24, 29. Do not say, I will do to Him just as He's done to me. I will render to men according to His works. And then Romans 12, 17. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. 
And then 1 Thessalonians 5.15. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for everybody else. 2 Timothy 2.24. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach patiently. And then 1 Peter 3.9. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called this, that you may inherit a blessing and not a cursing. A blessing from the Lord. Do you know that in verse 41, the word to compel in the Greek means to press into service? Let me give you illustration. In Roman times, it referred to compulsory service in the transforming of military equipment. But Jesus here refers to such an instance as that of a Jewish civilian being impressed by a Roman soldier to carry his baggage for distance of one mile as provided by the law as you carry it for two miles. That's what it means. It's not just carrying a pack, but what are people asking you to do and you don't want to do? To be a witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then check this out, how he closes this lesson. Third point, the law of giving. Notice verse 42. Give to him who's asking you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. One of the things that we need to understand as Christians, if you know someone that is poor, and they come to you, and you have the money, and then, You say, they say to you, can I please borrow this and I'll pay it back on this time. Let's say that you give them the money, but you say to them, okay, I'm going to give you the money, but I'm going to charge you 5% on the loan. What Jesus says is when a poor person comes to you, never charge interest. Never charge interest. And if that person doesn't pay it back, you know what? Don't make a big issue of it. You leave it in the hands of the Lord. So Jesus is very clear on the subject here. Now this is one of the biggest problems that we see in the church. And that is that we look to the past, we come to the present, we read God's word, and we don't obey God's word. And then you get into financial problems. And then you want God's help. You see, it's not the amount you give. It's the condition of your hearts. You give sacrificially something that you don't have. And you give to God. You have it, what is it going to cost you? Nothing. And you look at the church, not only this church, you look at the different churches. Yes, I know some of them abuse. They're begging and pleading, crying for money. But as the body of Christ, wherever you fellowship... If the church is doing missions, if the church is trying to grow and and to go out of the four walls to reach the world for Jesus Christ, and the problem is many times they can because the people in the church are too disobedient to give to God. Too much, and yet you buy yourself all these things. And yet one day we're going to be judged by the Lord. It's going to be put into the fire. The Lord says that when we give, we give without a grudge. It's important that we understand that God has called us. Listen to Ephesians 4.28. Let him who stole steal no more, 
but rather let him labor working, notice with his hands, what is good, that he may have something to give. Give to God the best. It's so good to be reminded that God calls us to compassionate generosity, not only in our giving to His work, but in our dealings with those who've wronged us. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's program again in its complete form, just call 800-634-9165 and we'll send it to you for a donation of $5 or more. When you get in touch with us, simply ask for the lesson titled, The Law of Retaliation. Now, to equip you with even more of Jesus' insights into the life He desires for you, we'd like to tell you about Rawls' new book titled Sermon of Sermons. As you think about Jesus' instructions for making godly decisions in everything from your finances to your relationships, you'll find out how to daily glorify the Lord through the testimony of your actions. Get in touch with us today to order Rawls' new book titled Sermon of Sermons for the introductory rate of just $12 plus shipping and handling. To make your purchase, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. Once again, that's 800-634-9165. Or you can order by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Your partnership is crucial to the success of this ministry, and we're grateful for your generous tax-deductible gifts. Thanks again for the time you've spent with us today. Next time, Raul will lead us into more biblical truth that will breathe new life into our minds and hearts as we meditate on God's abundant goodness. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.